Hey everybody, it's Lisa. I'm Lindsay. And welcome back to Your Haunted Holiday. Today's story is set 70 miles northeast of Nashville, Tennessee, in a very small town called Red Boiling Springs. And we actually went there a few years ago, um, and it's actually a bed and breakfast. And I had never been to a bed and breakfast before, so it was a really cool opportunity to do that. And they actually had a really great dinner where, you know, it was almost like a home-cooked meal with vegetables and peach cobbler. It was delicious. One of, I think, the best parts of the hotel other than the ghosts. Unfortunately, we did miss breakfast because Lindsay here decided that we had to flee in the middle of the night. I wouldn't say flee. <laughs> I think that we needed to get a head start. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it is a great story that we have been really, really looking forward to sharing with everybody. This is Your Haunted Holiday at the Thomas House. Hey everybody, we want to start by thanking you guys for listening to the show. Uh, it's been pretty awesome to see some of the turnout and we really appreciate everybody that's taken the time to listen in and then offer us feedback and ideas for future episodes. Today is a very exciting episode for me because um, it's just a super fun and interesting story that we have about the Thomas House. We've been uh, planning on trying to kind of scatter some of the places that we've actually been to throughout, you know, and kind of stretch them out a little bit. But I bumped this one up in the list uh, because it's just a fun story. I'm excited to record it. I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, and before we get to the story, which I love this story, I've told most people that I know at work uh, most of the details. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the history and then we'll get right into the story because I think the story is really going to be the best part of this. So in Red Boiling Springs, Tennessee, it actually, you know, started booming in the 1800s because it had these hot springs that were tinted like a red color and it was known for its healing powers. This is the second episode in a row, Lindsay, where we are talking about a town that started booming in the 1800s because of its healing power spring. That's so weird. I wonder too, and I, I don't know, I mean science can't really explain ghosts, but like I wonder if springs attract like spirits or something, maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Maybe. Well, a, two out of five. You know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, or maybe a solid <laughs> statistic. It's just the 1800s and people back then were really into healing springs and it created old hotels, I guess, where, right. you know, if it's an old place, it's probably haunted, right? I mean, if it's really old. I will say that just the town name of Red Boiling Springs does not sound relaxing. It reminds me of blood. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I can think of is, is blood boiling up from their springs <laughs> yeah that's uh that's what i think of too the just the name of it is really creepy so it was in the 1800s was known for that in 1890 a hotel was built there and it was actually called the cloyd hotel originally and that was the original 
builders of the hotel was the Cloyd family. And it burned down, actually, in 1924. And at the time when it was originally built, it was actually made of wood. And they decided to rebuild it, but this time they made it of brick. So it's more of like a red brick building. And the hotel at the time was really known for its, like, I guess it would be described as like a Roman bathhouse where they had, you know, cold water with mineral water and then hot baths with mineral water in it. Um, And I, when I initially thought of this, I was like, man, that sounds luxurious and like really, really nice. I would love to go to a place that has cold baths and hot baths. But then I read that the water itself that you're bathing in should not be drinking. And it's called, they called it at least at the hotel, double and twist water. Because if you drink it, it makes you double over and twist in pain. (laughs) Gosh. Why? Uh, Yeah, and then it lost all of its allure. Yeah, I don't know. Why would anybody drink it, first of all, if people are bathing in it? That sounds really disgusting. Ugh. Weird. It's a weird thing. It sounded like a spa, but... Yeah, not anymore after that. But it was, I guess, a spa. (laughs) Uh... It was a spa. A few things uh, known at the time. So there was a a man riding a horse on the property and he actually fell while he was riding over a bridge and he ended up falling into a stream below and actually dying in that stream. Another death that we know that happened on the property was in 1961. A child actually drowned in the swimming pool there. There's another death, and this will be really important when we get into the haunts, Um, but a little girl, they believe her name is Sarah Cloyd, one of the actual founder's daughters. They believe, and I was not able to verify this anywhere, but this is what they say, that she actually died in room 37 of the hotel at a very young age and they don't know exactly what she died from but they do say that a little girl is seen in the hotel and she's actually holding her stomach so they think she died of you know something stomach related at the property you know there's a lot of other claims out there about you know people may have died i saw one one website say something really vague like a cult also used to you know do business on the property but i couldn't find anywhere else anything about a cult i was immediately like "Ooh, a cult that sounds really scary and interesting and i wish there was a good story around it but there just wasn't anything that i could find so those are the main deaths that i found on the property those three So in 1993, the house was actually bought at auction, or the hotel, I guess I should say. That's when it was actually bought by the Thomas family, and the name changed to the Thomas House. And they did a pretty big renovation on it in the 90s, and they were actually known for being antique collectors and kind of making like different parlor rooms and stuff like that, a place where you could go view different antiques. But they're all throughout the house. Wouldn't you agree with that, Lindsay? Oh, definitely. They're they're major collectors. So yeah. is it the Thomas family that still owns it? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I Daryl is the current owner, and I believe it was his mother 
who actually purchased it back in 1993. But to say that they're antique collectors, I would say is a little bit of an understatement. I mean, even when you just pull up onto the property, you can see these antiques all over the place. They're yeah. in the, the lobby. I mean, I mean, I would say it just looks a little cluttered with antiques would be how I would describe it. Definitely. And the other thing is, so this place is considered kind of like a bed and breakfast. It's to me kind of a merger between that and a hotel. So it's a lot bigger than your typical bed and breakfast. There's quite a few rooms. It's not like it has like three or four bedrooms. You know, it's it's a pretty large building, but ev almost every room except for the guest rooms are full of stuff and it's such random stuff like so the scariest thing that I remember is a mannequin like at the top of the stairs in this place and every time I walked by it I thought it was a ghost I'd be <laughs> like I'd, I'd start walking I go well you know I mean it doesn't I totally forgot about that creepy mannequin I remember thinking uh, why is that there because it was really scary because at night too when you're in the hotel it's not like you know a holiday in express or something where you know the lights are on in the hallway and stuff like that no all the lights go off like it would in your house you know you would turn off the hall lights so if you're trying to like walk through the hall and you see that mannequin figure, it can be quite startling. Yeah, and, and it's in a like a very prominent location in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, Lindsay, I remember that was super creepy when we got into our room. There seems to be dolls everywhere in this house. In our room, there was one doll in particular sitting there. I think it was actually on the dresser itself yes. like looking at the beds facing the beds in the room and we immediately took that doll and put it in a drawer because we, we did. didn't want to look at it anymore i said we cannot go to bed with that doll looking at us Some of the things to look for on the property, um, if you're looking for ghosts, there is very commonly seen full body apparitions. And one of the full body apparitions that people see is actually a man with a beard. And this man has been seen in multiple locations. He's been seen in the dining room, the lobby of the hotel, as well as the pool room where they have like a billiards table set up. Um, they do think it could be one of the original owners of the hotel, Thomas Jefferson Cloyd. I saw in an interview uh, from one of his distant relatives that is still living, something kind of interesting. He was known for whistling. And this ghost that's in this hotel is very commonly heard whistling either in the rooms but most commonly he's heard in the actual main dining room whistling uh, the other ghost to look for is the little girl from room 37 that they think died in that room and that was sarah cloyd and this is a, a girl that appears full body apparition a lot of people say that she looks completely solid so they may not even you know a lot of people describe ghosts as being oh i could kind of see through them they were a little bit translucent in this case no they're saying she looks solid and this girl will actually play with toys so there's a lot of 
you know, like rubber balls and stuff in the hallways, and she might move those around. She'll actually talk to people. She's seen holding her stomach, but she also apparently really, really loves dolls. And in that room 37, there is a lot of dolls for that reason. I think a lot of guests actually bring dolls for Sarah, which is so creepy. But I yeah, think I realized that that's what the dolls were for. I think that's what the majority of the dolls were for. And that's why the majority are in that room 37, which is super creepy. We unfortunately did not get to stay in room 37. Why don't you tell them, Lindsay, about how we ended up booking this hotel? Right. So uh, Lisa and I were driving to Myrtle Beach from um, Omaha. So we're driving all the way down to South Carolina. And on the way there, we said, hey, you know what would be kind of cool would be to book a haunted hotel for the way back, like kind of the midway point, which is like Nashville's like right in there. Right. So we're kind of looking around for a place in Nashville. And then I run across this Thomas House place in Red Boiling Springs, which is north of Nashville, like she said. I just said, whoa, this place looks really, really haunted. Let's book this for the trip back. So we call and we speak to the owner, who I guess is uh, Daryl Thomas. I didn't realize that they were the owners from, nine, from the 90s. So we speak to him, he's got this really thick Southern accent. And, you know, he was like, you know, we asked him for a haunted room and he said, oh, well, you know, they're all haunted and we've got dinner and all of this. So we were just like, oh my gosh, very excited about it. And uh, so we went, we did our beach vacation and then we headed towards the Thomas house for the first night. Yeah, and I love a Southern accent, especially your Southern impression of him. I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) So on our drive over there, I mean, this place is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you bypass Nashville pretty much, and you're driving through these, I guess I would describe them as rolling hills. I mean, it's pretty scenic, but there is nothing there, which I think really makes it more creepy than it already is is the fact that like you're if something happens you know some horror movie thing like good luck because you're gonna have a hard time finding your way out of there and there's nothing we literally had no idea what we were getting into so we just roll into this town realize there's nothing there we're hungry it's probably like four in the afternoon, three or four, and we're already starved for whatever reason. I guess we didn't have a big lunch. There's no anything around. There's no McDonald's. There's no gas station that I could see like that was going to have decent food. We had a Dunkin' Donut, a single chocolate frosted Dunkin' Donut in the backseat of the car that we split to hold ourselves over until dinner. So we arrive and I remember just looking at you, Lindsay, when you pull up into this place, it's, I mean, it's beautiful. But it's also terrifying looking. Like there is this fountain in the courtyard. I mean, it looks old. It is this red old brick. And I looked at you and said something like, are we sure that we want to do this? Like the second we park. (laughs) There's like, there's like trees like all around and like the leaves are kind of like hanging down. It's not Spanish moss like you would have in Savannah, but it kind of reminded me of that when I picture it in my mind, like just rolling up to this place. We Lisa literally her words were 
oh my gosh this is terrifying <laughs> like she said this is terrifying multiple <laughs> times before we even walked in the door so we get it that's true i mean it's very it scary. Was scary we were like oh my god we're in the middle of nowhere we're going to this little super haunted hotel i mean it just looks haunted is the reality and so we get inside and I will say the people there, the owners and their employees are so incredibly friendly and nice. I mean, they were very personable. Um, they give us, you know, our room key. We go drop off our stuff. They tell us what time dinner is. And the crazy thing about it, you're in this like huge place and you kind of have the run of it. Like he even told us, he was like, if people aren't in that room, feel free to go in whatever room you want as long as nobody's in there and you're free to investigate. And actually, I think we might have been the only actual like guests sleeping there. There were some other groups that were doing more kind of ghost hunting stuff, but we were on a road trip. So we, you know, went there with the intention to look for some ghosts, but actually try to sleep. So we kind of were able to go almost wherever we wanted in this building which was really cool because there's all kinds of little side rooms with old furniture and just neat and then of course you're looking at the massive number of antiques so there's just so many places there to explore to do your ghost hunt and there's supposed to be activity you know everywhere in this place is the reality so this place really embraces their ghosts. You know, we've talked about some places that aren't as into the ghosts and that's not really their main clientele. This place, their main clientele seems to be for the ghost hunt. This isn't a place where people are typically stopping like we did for a night's sleep. People are really just going there to ghost hunt. Yeah, and in fact, it's pretty inexpensive. One of the things that I was looking up online is they actually do, and I would recommend this. This is on most Friday and Saturday nights. They have what's called ghost hunt weekends there and it's $99 but that includes a room for your stay it includes dinner it includes the breakfast that we never got to eat it also includes a midnight snack buffet and all-night ghost hunting so I think they even might give you some equipment and stuff like that I think that would just be a really neat way to explore it and I don't think it's that expensive for having an all-night thing and a bed to stay in in the hotel. I think that, that's a pretty good deal. I think that's a great deal. I'm actually, I'm probably five hours away from there. I shoot, I'm thinking about booking that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah. I, I, I wish that we had had time to do something more like that. Um, but we still had a really cool experience. So even yeah. if you just get a few hours, go check the place out. But why don't we talk about dinner? So it's before dinner and we're kind of wondering like, are we going to be the only people eating here? Because we were like, we were the only people in the hotel. So we go and down, serve it family style as well. So we're like, oh my gosh, are we, are we going to be the only people at dinner with just the owners? Like, what is this going to be like? Is this going to be, it yeah. should be interesting. Yes. And it was. So we go downstairs and there are other people from the town waiting there in the lobby for dinner to begin. And they're just kind of lounging on chairs. We went and sat down and started talking to, you know, a small group of people. And this group of people turns out were mainly there to ghost hunt. So they had come in to eat dinner 
And then some of them were going to stick around afterwards and just kind of hunt for ghosts. I don't know if they actually booked a room or if they were just going to hang out. You know, I got the impression they were just hanging out. Um, but then there were other people from the town that weren't doing any of that. They were just there for dinner because there's not a whole lot of places to eat dinner in Red Boiling Springs. So, you know, these people sitting next to us, a couple of them actually claimed to be psychics. And, you know, this one psychic that was sitting next to us, you know, whenever somebody says to me they're psychic, I'm immediately like, oh, my gosh, you got to tell me this. You got to tell me that. Like, right. I'm asking them, like, all kinds of questions. Right. It's like the doctor. Can you take a look at this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm at, and I could not even I don't even know what I asked her. But I remember I felt like she had told us, like, all of these profound things I do know I asked her if my house was haunted, and she said it was. I do remember that. She said all these profound things, and then all of a sudden she started talking about how fairies are real. And it how got real weird real fast. Let me did. Just say. And then, hence, I forgot everything that she told me because that all went out the window. I was like, all right, this lady believes in fairies. That's a little too far fetched, even for me. You know, it's funny we're doing ghost you know so plenty of people think we're already crazy but that was extreme yeah fairies is a bit far for me to believe in just like a magical fairy like tinkerbell and she said they're like into nature and elves didn't she say something about elves i don't even know i stopped listening to her honestly i i was just like this lady's She's out there. No no offense to people that believe in fairies. <laughs> Hopefully but, she doesn't listen to this. Oh my gosh, I'd feel terrible if she does. I just, you know, who knows? Who knows? There's all a world of possibilities out there, but I don't think it's likely. This isn't true blood, though, either, Lindsay. This is I mean, not true blood. <laughs> this is red boiling spring. Right. <laughs> um, anyways... So uh, that was an interesting way to start out the dinner. We go eat dinner. Like I said at the intro, the dinner was very good. It wasn't anything fancy, but it was very much like what you would expect, like a home-cooked meal to the South, in the South to be like. Wouldn't you agree with that, Lindsay? Right. I think they had like mashed potatoes, green beans. I think they even had like fried chicken and ham. So, I mean, it was a really good meal, and it seems like there were people that weren't psychic that were there to go. They were literally townspeople. That was just one of the better places to eat. They'd go there on, like, a special occasion. Yeah, and they were really proud of their peach cobbler in particular. Yes. So, you know, we leave dinner. We finally have a full stomach after having to split a Dunkin' Donut earlier in the day. (laughs) And basically... I remember Lindsay saying, I don't know how we're going to sleep in this place. You know, I mean, we do a little bit of ghost hunting. We don't experience much. We try to play with the balls. And then it's like, you know, we have a long drive back. You know, we really should try to lay down in our room. And meanwhile, other people are still ghost hunting around the building. They stayed up extremely late um, just, you know, trying to look for ghosts and that kind of thing. Right. And let me also say, so... You know, we're, we're trying to ghost hunt. We're, we're trying to get balls to roll on the hallway, kind of like what we had seen, like, some videos before to see what to look for um, on the way there. And we just, we weren't getting anything, you know. And it's getting, like, midnight time. We'd been ghost hunting for a few hours. And uh, with that long drive the next day, we were like, let's let's go to bed. But the other thing to know is that this place isn't your typical, like, super comfortable hotel, right? This is... 
the Thomas house, it's primarily a ghost hunt location. So when you get there, don't expect to have like amazing linens and super like clean bathrooms necessarily. Like things are okay. I mean, they're definitely usable and it's it's fine. I think a lot of people probably would be comfortable. I was I was struggling because I'm just not used to staying in a place like that and that you'd have to sleep. If I were to go back, I'd be very happy to go back. But if I were to go back, it would be when I'm not planning on sleeping at all and I'm literally just going there for the ghost hunt I would personally rather do that than plan on actually sleeping anytime I'm completely with you there so we do try to lay down it was probably around midnight and of course me I actually fall asleep um, because as we know if you've listened to previous episodes I'm a very deep sleeper and I go to sleep pretty easily she falls asleep like within minutes like seconds she's out And then Lindsay is sitting there having to, like, try to go to sleep. And, of course, you can't, right? Right. I'm wide awake. I'm freaked out. Now you're asleep. And so now I can't fall asleep because there's no one else to keep watch around us. You know, which this place is haunted. Okay. I'm laying there in bed. She's sleeping. We have two beds in this room, two double bedroom. We're in the same bed, right? <laughs> like we're just like kind of up next to each other. And uh, I could not sleep at all. I felt like, so we had like two double beds, a dresser, and then oh, on the opposite side of the room from the bedroom door was a small bathroom. And then there was a sink outside of the bathroom. And I just kept looking over in that direction. And I just felt like there was something that was gonna be over there. And every time I'd close my eyes and start to doze off, I'd kind of wake up and go, you know, like, is there something over there? Like, and nothing would be there, right? Right. Like there was nothing there. But you had the sensation of somebody watching you from that corner, right? Now I could have just been completely paranoid, but I felt like there was somebody over there. And I was also just freaked out the whole location. It was different. I was not going to fall asleep. And I do remember through my sleep, you continuously trying to wake me up at least every hour to say, "Uh, Lisa, we got to get out of here. I can't do this. I remember you saying, (laughs) this is why we keep saying Holiday Inn Express, by the way. Right. This is where it comes from. She says to me in the middle of the night when I'm trying to go to sleep, there's a Holiday Inn Express just 50 miles down the road, Lisa. If we just get in the car now, we can make it there soon. I had looked it up. So I had seen Holiday Inn Express in Bowling Green, Kentucky, like 50 miles north. So it was on the way back to Omaha even. I was like, it was like one in the morning at this point. I'm like, let's hit the road. Let's go book that. We'll get a good night's sleep. Like, here's the thing. We should be sponsored by Holiday Inn Express at this point. We ultimately, you know, you know, it's going to be renovated. It's going to be updated probably in a newer building. It's not going to be haunted. So that was my thought process. I said, Whoa, perfect. Let's hit the road now. But she would not budge. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, go to sleep. I said that numerous times. Lindsay, go to sleep. I'm sleeping right now. Right. And then what time was it that you woke me up the last time? It was probably like 3.30, 4 a.m., somewhere in there. Yeah, so basically I wake up to Lindsay saying, there's a storm rolling in, Lisa. I'm checking the <laughs> weather there really out. was. There really was. <laughs> we really need to try to get ahead of this. Come on, you need to wake up. We got to go. 
And so I'm like, I'm finally like, okay, I got a few hours of sleep. Let's go ahead, uh, I guess, and get up. But this is going to be a really long day. And so, you know, go change my clothes. I'm like, I might as well just brush my teeth or whatever. And Lindsay, why don't you tell them what happened after that? Right. So Lisa's brushing her teeth. I had just finished doing the same thing. And I'm kind of just packing my little overnight bag. And in my left ear, I, I hear distinctive a whistle just like that even that tone lisa still has her toothbrush in her mouth she turns around looks at me and says was that you and i was like no let's get the f out of this place right now and so we quickly at that point she actually got a little bit rushed as well i did because here's the thing that whistle was something we had heard was something that people had experienced in the home right it was also in our room. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind. It was right there in the room with us. It was almost like someone had walked up to me, kind of the side of my head, right up to my left ear, and whistled that almost like less than a foot away. It was just distinctive. And it was also in the corner of the room where you were getting the creep vibes, where you totally thought somebody true. was looking at you from. Because right. when we woke up, when I actually officially woke up and you had convinced me, I remember you saying, I'm just getting such a bad vibe from that side of the room over there. Well, I had to go over there to brush my teeth. I'm not leaving this place without brushing my teeth before we start this drive. Right. So I'm brushing my teeth, not thinking anything. And I mean, that whistle happened clear as day. I was startled by it. And I knew what it was right away because they, this is one of the big claims aside from Sarah, this man is whistling throughout the property. And it's that totally. same whistle that you just did. I mean, I like, I am still shocked to this day, like thinking about that whistle. It would be one thing if we were like out and about in the hotel, not in our room. And I heard it from a distance and I could maybe say, oh, maybe it was one of the other people you know, out in the building, ghost hunting. No, this was in the room with us. I, I was just stunned, shocked. Yeah, it was pretty cool though, honestly. Really I was, cool. I was pretty excited that it happened. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was like, okay, let's get the F out of here, no doubt. But I was excited that we actually, you know, heard something because had we gone through all of that, not getting any sleep, I feel like he almost gave it to us as a little last minute parting gift. Like, oh, these girls are rushing out the door. I might as well go whistle really quick. I felt like that too. Like maybe if, and, and who knows, I probably was just scared. Maybe the ghost wasn't in the corner of the room during the evening when I was totally freaked out. You know, maybe that was just all in my head. But he was definitely there by the end of yeah. the night. Well, and in fact, so we, you know, get our bags and we're trying to exit, but it's dark outside. All the lights are off in this place. Okay. So we're leaving. We had just heard a ghost whistle. As I well. know. So and we are freaked. We're shaken <laughs> up. Okay. And so we're trying to get down these old creaky stairs. It's dark. You can't see anything. We're like trying to get our bags in the car. And then we hear from the balcony, like this veranda, something like, hey, guys, what are you doing? And I about jumped out of my skin. You right. know, <laughs> I remember it was very startling. And then we turn around. We're like, oh, hey. And they're like, are you guys leaving? And it was that ghost hunting group. They were still up 
and they were hanging out on the upstairs balcony so they saw us leaving mm -hmm. and we had mentioned to them they're like oh you guys are leaving now and we said well we just heard a whistle in our room we're gonna go ahead and head on out and they were like oh my gosh you guys heard a whistle we haven't seen anything all night and my theory Lindsay, is is that the activity was hanging out in our room watching us in our beds that is and terrifying. when we started to leave finally whistled and that's why they didn't experience anything because they were just hanging out in our room totally now as scary and creepy as it is i think it was a good ghost i don't think it was a bad guy yeah i mean it was a little frightening but it wasn't like scream it was just like okay tell us time to, yeah time we to didn't get out of here we didn't scream like we finished packing our things and we just said all right let's hit the road <laughs> And just for reference, I think we were in room 35. I looked on their website and they had pictures of the room. So if you want to try to experience that same thing, you're not able to get into room 37. 35 seemed to, to work pretty well for us. I'm almost positive that's the one that we were in. But it was a adventure, to say the least. What I would say is, if you need to get a lot of sleep, you're on a road trip like we were, probably not your best bet. But if you're willing to stay up all night and ghost hunt, or at least, you know, not need a ton of sleep, this is going to be the place for you. It was a really cool experience. I think that ghost hunting weekend tour sounds like a ton of fun. I think you should consider doing that again, Lindsay. I would love to go back to do that. Um, the people there are so, so friendly, but make sure don't go on an empty stomach necessarily because there's not like, it's not like you can go to McDonald's and get something. Although on this ghost hunting weekend, it does sound like you get a midnight snack and, and stuff like that included too, which is pretty cool. Right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our show. Please make sure follow us on social media. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. And of course, we have our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. We would love to hear all of your stories, whether you've been to any of the places that we've talked about and experienced something there, or maybe it's just your house or a place that you grew up in. We would love to highlight some of those stories in future episodes. So be sure to send us an email at yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com. 